0: Welcome to MAD Radio Network.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Last Word on Hockey, Season 1, Episode 9. We are here, Mark Weiss. I'm Jim Bettinger. We have Coach Jay, and we have a special guest tonight, Will Cherucci talking Islanders. We're going to talk some Vegas Golden Knights as the Western Conference Final gets underway in about 20 minutes. But let's start off with a big story. The New York Islanders, for the first time in 27 years, are going to the Eastern Conference Final. They didn't need overtime, and they didn't need a goal from David Volek. <laughs> so, Will, just want to ask you right off the bat, how does it feel for your team to get back to the Eastern Conference Final, and what did you see that you liked last night from your team that you think could win them a Stanley Cup this year? Well, first-
2: Well, first off, guys, thank you for having me on your program. I really appreciate the time and everything like that for you to invite me, so I thank you for that. And secondly, you know, I'm going to reiterate what Barry Trotz said earlier in his press conference last night after the 4-0 win. How about Oscar Lindblom coming back from playing, you know, playing crazy two games like that after coming back from cancer? Stomach cancer, cancer. I think it was. Colon cancer, right?
3: Bone. It was bone cancer,
2: which is really, really serious. Right, and he wound up coming back and tried to be an inspiration to the Vigneault's squad, and it, it worked out for game six, but game seven, the Islanders came out, and they played tough, and they played hard, but you got to give credit to where credit is due over there in Philadelphia for sure. But anyway, to your, to your question, it's just absolutely unbelievable, right? Who would have thought two years ago we would actually be talking about this, right, after the face of the franchise goes back home, you know, even though they hired Lamarillo and Trotz, they had they just got the rights for Belmont. And, you know, nobody nobody thought that this team would do good. They went on the run last year that they did. They made it to the second round of the playoffs. And, you know, same thing. You got to prove people wrong again, right? 17-point streak happens. But now with everything going on, you know, they wound up going down. COVID happened. And they're playing absolutely fantastic uh, in this bubble right now. So that's just been absolutely a key storyline right there is – the brotherhood that you always keep on hearing about with this team. And, you know, through guys, through pickups like J.J. Paggio, through pickups from Andy Green after replacing Johnny Boychuk after, like, game one, I believe, against the Capitals. That's correct, yes. Unbelievable stuff, what's going on with this squad. And, you know, we thought on the island that it was going to be a close series with Washington. Wound up, it, it wasn't, really, in that regard. Then they go up against Philly can't forget about Florida either, but they went up against Philly, and they were, throughout six of those seven games, they outplayed Philly. The problem was that they were Carter just – <laughs> Carter Hart. He, he, wasn't even, he wasn't even the showstopper. It was just more of the fact that the Islanders shot themselves in the foot a couple of times. And I'm not taking any credit away. I'm not letting my bias show at all or anything like that. But there is just that – that – that – thing you know when you go out there and you just when you're on a power play and you have a good power play things happen and it's been happening all season with this Islanders team they go out and down the other way goes the opponent whether it be the Flyers the Rangers whoever it is and they score just like that off their off their power play so realistic and it's not even with the man advantage; it's just with the 5 on 5 you know with the puck clock everything like that so there's a lot of things going on, but I'm happy that they won through the seven games, and we'll talk more about that as that goes on uh, through this. But realistically, guys, I I feel confident going in and seeing this Tampa Bay Lightning squad. I really do feel confident that way. I really do. Does it make you feel more confident knowing that,
3: from what I hear, Stamkos is not returning?
2: Um, you got to look at it like this with Stamkos. Stamkos, he was out. For you guys know this, you guys follow it. He's been out since the playoffs started. Mm-hmm. So getting him back, you know, he could be an upgrade over what could have been maybe a, a fourth liner at that point taking his spot. But he goes in, he's out, you know, they have the chemistry there already in place. True. Why mess up that chemistry that they have, you know, and be with the leadership and the you know, with the point production that Stamkos probably would bring to the table, who knows what, what's going to happen there. But as far as confidence goes, I, I would feel confident either way with uh, with or without Stamkos playing. Do you feel you got the momentum
3: because of the fact that you're going into it after winning a decisive game seven and they've been sitting on their duffs
2: for a week? You know, that's that's very, very, very funny you mentioned that. It's... It's crazy because last year, the same thing happened with the Islanders. They swept the Penguins, a little nine-day, ten-day layover. Carolina came in from the Washington series playing a double overtime extravaganza, classic. And they wound up handing the Islanders asses to to them in, in a series in which nobody would have thought that the Islanders would have gotten swept by Carolina in that instance. And Carolina was on fumes. Do I expect that this series? I don't know. I really personally don't know. I think this series is going to go seven, and we'll figure out who's going to win. But I think this is going to be one of the more interesting series, to say the very least. I bet Coach Absolutely. Jay
3: has a goalie
0: question to ask. <laughs> go ahead. Um, listen, we I called Vlamov at the very beginning of the, of the playoff series because between him and Green – there really wasn't much of a difference other than Verlamov, you know. Grice. A- yeah, Grice. Oh, Grice and Verlamov. Huh?
1: Grice. Thomas Grice. Grace. It's Grice. Thomas Grice.
0: Um, but I I think they're going to go with Grice, probably. <laughs> I think? Go with Grace, starting. Well, you know, Verlamov, you got to keep him involved because he definitely didn't, you know, look good at the end and you can't let him, you know, uh, not feel. Uh, yeah, but you got to uh, go with the guy who pitched a four nothing shutout. <laughs> well, I, I, we, me, me, and me, and um, Jim called Grice for Game Seven. So yeah, I, there's no problem with Grice, um, but he's gonna have to play up the, you know, against Valinovsky from Tampa Bay, and um, because he's gonna get tested because that team played Columbus, and they're gonna be used to the the system. And he's going to get a lot of shots. They're going to infiltrate that middle that the Islanders like to close off.
3: So we're all in agreement Grice is in net.
2: I'm going to go Varley in net for game one. Uh, I really do. I think he's the money player. He's the guy that signed the big-time contract. I think Barry trusts him more than Grice. I think you're going to – and also, too, Varlamov has been realistically in every game just about this mm -hmm. postseason with the exception, I believe, games – what was it? Games four and seven. So I, I three really. Games he
1: played, there were three games, games he didn't play. Okay. I think he played. So I, got, I had the two. Yeah. there was, I know he didn't play one game against Florida. Uh, Varlamov. I know he didn't play one game against Washington. And then the Philly game seven he didn't play.
2: Right. I Like I said, I like Varley going into this game one. And. There's no back-to-backs here at this point in time. Var- Varley is your best goalie at this point in time, in my honest opinion. And yes. you pay the big money to have him here to, to go in, not only with Sorokin coming in and everything like that, but just throughout the postseason and throughout the regular season as well. He's he's shown it and he's proved it as to why he should be the number one guy. Now, I get why Greiser should be in as well. The guy had a great game seven the guys going into a contract year, everything like that. But if Trotz is looking at it from that perspective, I think he's going to go Barley in net for game one. But I wouldn't be surprised, like you guys said, if is in net for game one.
3: Do you, I, now, do I you go for but you know what? Who am I to say? I'm not the guy being paid the big bucks to coach this team. And the guy who's coaching this team has a Stanley
1: Cup ring. I don't. Yeah, it's true. I, I was going to say – Thanks for reminding me. Do you, do you think – do you think the Islanders – Go wrong with either guy in game one. I mean, Grice coming off the four nothing shutout, and Varlamov playing well as well as he has, minus the game six where he could have been pulled after the second goal. Right. But you don't have you don't have a problem with either guy starting game one. I don't have any
2: problem with the uh, with either or starting game one. Listen, with Varley, he found his way, and that's what usually what great coaches do. They let their players find their way out of the storm, and they go out and they perform, and that's what Varlamov did. Now. Were there a couple of goals that went past him? Absolutely. But I wouldn't be mad at Barry because Barry is the second coming of Phil Jackson, it seems like, in the NHL, trying to go out there and just do his thing. If you listen to the way how he talks and everything like that. Yeah. So yeah. me personally, I just like what Barry Trotz has been doing. And I really wouldn't be mad if they either put in Grice or Varley. You know, doesn't really matter to me. If, if they're hot and the, def- the key is their defense. If the defense is stopping pucks. That's great. If they don't, then we got to see what happens there. It
3: all it all starts from the net out, obviously. But a uh, revitalized Andy Green. Looks like yes. he turned the clock backwards, especially with that uh, great little sharp angle goal that he scored there.
0: Yep, absolutely. That was the second yeah. goal,
3: I think.
1: Yeah, so and yes, it was.
0: He got Pesh. He's a smart defenseman, the kid.
3: He got a new lease on life instead of suffering in the swamps of Jersey.
1: He did. You know, that was a great trade by the Devils. And who better – to know about Andy Green and the guy that drafted him, who's the general manager right now, the New York Islanders, Lou Lamorello, that's right. a great pickup. But, Will, how about how uh, you got to feel great for Scott Mayfield after what oh, happened absolutely. in game six? Stick shatters, doesn't – it looks like I don't know what's going on to the bench, then gets the game winner last night. I mean, he he stepped up his game in game seven. Absolutely,
2: guys. And, you know, Jim, you, you brought it up, and I'm glad you brought it up because all the social media, all Islanders, Twitter and – you know, everywhere you go, you see it. Everybody wanted to strangle Scott Mayfield for breaking I beat the him stick. up. You know, <laughs> as a defenseman, I beat
3: him up big time. <laughs> he he was going he was going to get a stick when he should have been bodying somebody. It was That's,
2: it was. But at at that point in time, you're a player. You know, you you see it at that point in time. It's a split second decision. Are you trying to go out? Right. You trying to get the stick? Are you trying to go out there and help out your teammates and that? In that regard, there's nothing Mayfield could have done with the bro- with the breaking of the stick from that. No, incident.
3: no, that he couldn't have done. But right. I was always trained that you got to put a you got to put a body on a body, and you, he was trying to put a body on a body while reaching for a stick at the same time. If he made that play, it would have been the highlight of the year. But right. it, it set up the goal, and it, it just makes you it puts the horns on your head.
2: Right, but you know what? Though from that perspective, from the way how you look at it, and from the way how I look at it. The Ironers had plenty of chances in the third period, the first overtime, and the second overtime. With that being said, you know, they did. Matt Mayfield's error, not error, but breaking the stick, it, it just magnified everything. And for Kevin Hayes, a veteran, to go down like that, to go all the way to the, the line, come back out, and bring the puck back up over to Proveroff for him to shoot, that's, that's how the Flyers were killing it in all their wins and that's how they generated a lot of their offense from the point going down going back up they tried to get screens through yep. and that's how they won their three games and the islanders didn't let that happen in game seven i'm happy for mayfield obviously as you guys probably seen in my instagram post yeah. and probably throughout social media game six was not on mayfield it was not
3: no. I- Win as a team and you lose as a team. That's but like you shoot the messenger, and he was he was the messenger of that final goal. Let's face yes. it, the Islanders could have right won right. that game at least six or seven times. I think it was Anders Lee had the puck on the doorstep and he couldn't yep. lift it because he was just so exhausted. All he yep. had to do no, was Eberle, just. Everly
1: had two chances to. That's right. He had two chances too. In third period.
3: Yep. Absolutely, but I'm talking about one in overtime where all he had to do was yeah. just lift it on on an easy backhand chip lift, and he couldn't even move his stick because he was at the end of a shift. And right. that's what playoff hockey does, man. It's just crazy things. And and Hart stood on his head. I mean, even in a game where he gave up four goals,
1: he was the star of the game.
2: He was. Yep. Make no mistake. Yep.
1: It's crazy, but you know, it's you got it. Those are the things that you love about hockey, like Scott Mayfield. These, you know. He's getting ridiculed because of his stick breaks, but then he becomes the hero in game seven, gets the That's game, right. gets credit as the game winner, even though they scored four goals. It was the first one on the night. And it's a beautiful shot for him. And, you know, the Islanders, they just play that lockdown defense they do. that Columbus plays, um, that the Devils played, Montreal go back. They just clog that neutral zone and everybody says it's boring, but guess what? It wins hockey games. That's and right. I think... And do you think the Islanders can take something from what Columbus did last year in that first round um, against Tampa Bay and frustrate them to start cheating more and taking chances and take advantage of that in the I, conference
2: final? I think so. I mean, you look at what Tampa Bay is. They, they are a high-octane offense with everything going on. I think with Braden Point being there, having himself in a great, a great year, and then having guys like Nikita Kucherov, former MVP winner last year, going out there and doing his thing. I think if they could just try and go out there and neutralize one player or one line, I think the Islanders have a shot. But again, like I said before, this series is going to go seven games, the full extent of the seven games. But we'll see what happens there. But with everything going on, you can see the system, you can see the structure of Barry Trotz. And listen, two years ago, three years ago, With the Doug Waite coach team, it would be all offense we would be talking about right now. And everybody would be at the throat of the Doug Waite style of play. Now with Barry in speaking defense and speaking brotherhood and speaking everything of of the sort of the team building concept with what it happened to with uh, that certain number 91 leaving, you know, it makes a lot of sense. I don't want to mention his name. You know, I just call I'm, him pajama boy. <laughs> I'm over I'm over that guy at that point in time. Well, of course
3: you should because his team has been playing golf for three weeks now, and uh, and he doesn't get out of the first round of the playoffs ever. So right. that's his legacy. And, Barzell,
0: and Barzell's become your warrior. Come back. Yes. Man, that guy takes so hit, more hits to the eye, to the face. And, and he's, he's I a still warrior. can't
3: get over that penalty that wasn't called, and the referee was staring it down. How he didn't Two. call it. Two what best. do you want him to do, lose an eyeball or something?
2: What was that, in game six when he left? Yeah. that, that game. He, he got flushed with the stick. You know what, though? That was inadvertent. I'll, I'll give Giroux. Does, it doesn't matter. Does, does you, matter. You and I all
3: know inadvertent doesn't make a difference. Anytime you're on the ice, you must have complete control of your stick, if not a minimum of two minutes. You get something. in the I know,
1: I know that the hard way. Friday night after yeah, you, the I didn't want to bring that up jimbo that's all right i'm gonna bring it up myself because I really feel bad after what I did to uh Martinez on Friday. You got to give a shout out to Amart Amart. I hope you're doing sure. good, brother. Total accident didn't mean to do it um but you know I've been saying it I said it going into the series against the Flyers. I had the Islanders going in. I picked them um. Because I was not impressed with what Philly did against Montreal. I thought Montreal exposed the Flyers. We all know that the Flyers played these round-robin games against teams that didn't care. Um, that beca- And it's the God's honest truth. It's true. Um, and Philly I was told you goal. that those games meant nothing. And the Islanders took advantage of it. And the guys stepping up big time, Barzell, Bovillier. And to the acquisition – Give credit to Lou Lamorello going out and getting a guy like J.G. Paggio and then signing to five years. Their depth at center is unbelievable.
2: Now it is. I mean, we didn't think, you know, at the beginning of the year with their third-line center problems, Derek Broussard was supposed to be the third-line center of this team. And with everything that happened, you know, with Joshua Hose saying that coming up and having to see what's going on with, with the certain line combinations and such, you know, for, for them to get J.G. Paggio, at the time of the trading deadline, I really wanted to see Tyler Toffoli here as an Islander. The guy fit the right-wing position well. He was a penalty killer. He was a champion. And that would have been great. But with Paggio being over here winning face-offs, you're seeing it. You know, the Islanders were, weren't a good face-off winning team. He comes over. He changes that instantly five months off because of this whole pandemic. He gets used to the system, he gets used to the style of play here. And he's become one of the most popular Islanders. Think about that. Matthew Barzell is an all-star, right? Anthony Beauvillier going in, he's earned his way. He's earned his keep to be on this squad right now. Make no mistake about that. Casey Zizekas, another guy. Fourth line centerman's been here for a long time with Matty Martin and and uh, Cal Clutterbuck, the, the best, the fourth best line.
1: fourth line in hockey. Absolutely, best fourth how, line. How in many, hockey. how many Absolutely.
2: bodies has
3: uh, Matty Martin knocked into tomorrow? <laughs>
2: and not only that, he's scoring goals. He's scoring goals left and right. He just had the, he just had a kid with uh, Boomer and daughter. So you know that's amazing for him and
3: that. <laughs> Boomer, you're still ducking our hockey team. No,
0: yeah, Mark, I was going to
3: say, don't. <laughs> yeah, you had to start us up there, Will. But we, 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 have a challenge out there. Our, our, our broadcast team against him. And his team because we want to play them. We saw them up in Lake Placid last year. We put the challenge out. We still have not heard anything back.
2: Okay. You gotta email him sometimes, maybe DM him on the low. We, be like, we've no, been I'm we've been like uh, shadowing
3: him on Twitter with the with the call outs. We sent stuff to the station. You know, Mad Radio he, versus WFAN. Put the skates on, lace them up, buddy. We're he's ready. Def,
2: he's, definitely, he's definitely reading those tweets. He just doesn't want to probably uh <laughs> you know, he's got bigger things to think about.
1: <laughs> exactly, he does. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> but but with Paz, <laughs> but with
2: Pazzo, but with Pazzo, though go back to Pagel I've never seen a a guy come in and have this much popularity especially in his first game when he was played up against the Rangers he you know he went up against Trouba after Trouba hit Dal people want to call that dirty whatever it was it is what it is but he took a ten minute and a five minute and they were right there in that game as well but the the popularity with this guy is really unbelievable and it, nobody like I said. It's been absolutely unbelievable to see a guy like J.G. Paschel make an instant impact the way how he has with the Islanders.
3: Well, you know how it works in, in Stanley Cup playoffs. You don't win cups with your first and second line because they seem to cancel each other out. It's the third and fourth lines that win the Stanley Cup. And if you've got a better third and fourth line, especially if they can win faceoffs and body people up, you're going to win a lot of games. There's no question about it, especially grind them out in overtime games. Absolutely. And the Islanders are built that way. You know, as a, as a non-Islander fan, I have to tip my hat on that one. But it's exciting for the New York area is the way I put it.
2: Well, I will I will put it to you like this. You know, speaking of Boomer's team and everything like that, I know people will probably don't want to hear it. But the, the lack of coverage here in the tri-state area is just absolutely awful. That a team like this with a Hall of Fame GM – uh, a All soon coach. Hall of Fame coach. And with a, with players that are role players that absolutely identify, you can identify this team, this blue-collar type of team, with what's going on in the New York area right now, hardworking guys, everything like that. And I get it. Hockey, nobody really cares about hockey that much, with the exception of the hardcore fan like you guys and myself here.
3: And, and you got to give Boomer credit. He tries yeah. to talk about it on the radio, and his own, his own broadcast buddies try to shut him up about it. Right. No one cares about hockey. It's not that important. You've got three hockey fans at all in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? There are more hockey fans than you know. And what else is there to talk about? You know, The Mets and the Yankees look like they're shooting themselves in the foot right now. Yeah, they are. And nobody thinks football is going to happen. And b- basketball is – no one cares about it. Actually, people are not really caring about basketball right now. And so the Islanders are the story. I, I was going to ask you, how is Newsday covering it? Because they're a Long Island paper.
2: Newsday's covering it great. They're the only they're the only newspaper in the tri-state area that actually gives a damn because, like you said, they are the they are Long Island's newspaper. No now brain. with the Post and the Daily News, they only care about the Islanders when, like right now, you know, or if they if they're beating up on a on a really good team where they're playing up against the Rangers, right. that's when they that's when they care. But the Post and the Daily News, they only have the Ranger beat writers for them. And with the Islanders, you know, Newsday, you know, you got the ILC podcast going out there with Mike Carver and and my podcast, the On the Board Sports Podcast with Sean and, and even Nassau, man, with uh, Jay and John.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know,
2: they're doing their thing. So, you know, we're trying to keep upbeat with the Islander, with the Islander fan, and we're trying to make sure that we're putting out the right content and the right stuff for the Islanders as well.
1: I, I know when I – because I've been doing my nightcap recaps every night, and I've been – showing more and more love to the Islanders. And my Islander fans and the fan base have been really appreciating that because, like you said, not a lot of people uh, care about the Islanders or, like, the forgotten team, which they shouldn't be because the history around that team and the way they've been playing. But I want to throw it to Coach Jay and you, Will. Go ahead. How does a goalie coach like Mitch Korn, like, just transfer guys like Rice and Varlamov into even better goalies than they already were? I mean, what's a goalie coach like that bring to a team? Because he's been with Barry Trotz now for a long time. Jay, I'll let you leave this
2: one off. i like to hear what you got
1: to say.
0: All right. Um, you could definitely uh, see, you know, like system goalies. You know, you see, you know, how they set up and everything like versus a, you know, goalie like Hart. You know, you could see the difference where one's playing almost like you know, effortlessly just standing versus Volomov who goes really down low. And and Grice, they're quick goalies. I mean, I've played goalies since I am seven years old. And um, I, I was never taught. I was just react, react, react. Um, but it's, you know, I, I like the way they play. And we called them the 1A and the 1B at the beginning of the playoffs. And we were wondering who was going to start. And I said Volomov because he because he he showed he, he could handle it when he used to be with uh, Colorado. Um, and that's why I wanted to give him, you know, said he should have the start because I liked his style better. Um, Grice gets down low. And I don't know how you do it. I mean, oh, God, you get down low like that and pop up. Like that, Grice is different. Grice, Grice definitely um, plays a different style. So it's like, you know, how do you, how do you teach? I've never been taught. I was seven years old, and they said, stand on the net. We're going to shoot at you. That was from the teenagers when I was seven years old, and I loved it. After that, and you know, right. we're all little nuts here.
3: About a zillion discovery. head injuries later,
0: are we going to go there
3: again, Mark? <laughs> it's okay, you will forget it in a few minutes anyway.
0: <laughs> oh, I am, just like the names. But um, I can only imagine what it would be like to be ch- trained by a professional goalie coach. It just it was like, wow, how do you do that? I mean, you can make them practice techniques. But during the game, basically the technique got to take over when you're playing. You don't do the technique, you know, when you're playing. You, the shot happens and you hope you did it enough to react that way. But um, I mean it's goalie coaches I've always thought about I mean how do you do it? You know, how do you teach these guys how to play in a certain kind of system? Um, it, it's it's amazing. But I, I agree too like for Longworth, I would go back with him with, with game one. Why not? You know, maybe he was tired at the end of that Flyer series and now they got to the next series, you know, give him the shot. I, I still think he's the better goalie. They're two different kind of goalies in their techniques. As far as the coaching
2: goes, I know, you know, Jim, you, you brought up uh, Mitch Korn and Pierre Greco uh, being the uh, goalie coaches for the Islanders. And, you know, with everything that's gone on within the Islanders history ever since Billy Smith happened, right? You had Glenn Healy. You had Ricky Pietro going in there. You had Roberto Luongo, Eric Fischaud, uh, You know, you had... Uh, the back off you had the trade for Tim Thomas that didn't really work out that well. And then you had Jarl Halak, who was on fire back in the 2010 Stanley Cup playoffs. And then he tried to find his way. 2015, he had himself a great series against Washington. 2016, didn't play didn't play well the following year. Greiser came in and played. And, you know, it's been such a rotation of uh, goalies here out in the island that it's been absolutely nuts, especially with a guy like having DiPietro a decade ago. 15-year contract. Great. Right. 15-year contract. Right. Exactly. Who gave that but, to him?
3: God Snow another goalie? God
2: yeah, Snow. Yeah. Never put you know, guys but, who've
3: been taking take, – who take pucks to the head in charge of a franchise.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. But just to get back to it, right, you, you go out, you get Lamarillo, you get Trotz, you bring his guys in here that had Braden Hopi, won them a championship down in Washington, you know, the year prior in 2018. 2019 comes around, they sign Robin Leonard off the heap, and Robin Leonard had a good track record. But the problem was they never had – Buffalo didn't have defense around him. Same thing when he was with Ottawa. He was a good goalie, just couldn't get any good defense around him. You add the coaching staff, you add the defensive style of play, and that's where the Islanders went went off and running. And it's been absolutely crazy to see that, you know, Robin Leonard's having himself a a great bounce-back year. Going from Chicago and then to Vegas and trying to learn from both Corey Crawford and and uh, uh, Mark Andre Fleury. So with the coaches, though, I don't personally know about the goalie. I never really played hockey. Only I can only watch and see what has gone on throughout the you know throughout the time you know of the Islanders. But just seeing these guys coming in and transform the goalie position and to see them change the franchise his attitude around, has been absolutely
0: night and day. I mean, as a That's goalie, if you know you have defense in front of you, you, you know, you, you're basically just concentrating on the shot and then just reacting to where you think the rebound's going to be. I mean, right. I was a, I was a reactionary goalie. Uh, Dominic Hasek, if anyone, you know, his style – is what I, you know, prefer. It's, it's, so you're saying Hasek modeled
3: his style after you?
0: <laughs> Listen, don't, don't, don't screw with goalies, okay? But, hey, I was on a big <laughs> team. stick in the back of the Achilles. So I, I learned that, you know what, I want a team playing in front of me instead of facing 60 shots a game and then wondering, am I a good enough goalie because I'm giving up five shots, five goals, you know, but, Um, That's still over a 90%
3: save percentage, so.
0: And I learned statistics at an early age to prove I wasn't as bad as the amount of goals that I gave up, you know, (laughs) because I, you know. But um, if you have a defense in front of you as a goalie, you can feel you can concentrate on whoever has the puck. You are Not like, oh, I got to see it. And you got, oh, that guy's over there. You got to – your defense has – you have to rely on your defense that you can – that the defense (laughs) is going to pick up that guy so that you can – make the initial save, because how many goals are given up by guys trying to cheat? It has to be because they they don't trust, unfortunately, the defense that's playing in front of them. That's how Hart
3: gave up the goal to Andy Green. He he was actually cheating because he thought he had to stick with the shot and the defender didn't have him and he just let him. He came in through the back door and he never got across. That's when you don't have
1: confidence in your defense. I mean, look, Philly's defense was exposed by Montreal. Terrible. The Islanders continued with it. And, you know, Will touched on Robert Leonard. And, you know, Vegas is off in the Western Conference Final. And we have a little bit left, you know, we've been Islander-centric here. I just want to get everybody's thoughts on the Western Conference Final real quick. Dallas and Vegas. It's interesting to see that Marc-Andre Fleury is going to start Game 1 tonight, according to Frank Saravalli. Wow. Um, it's got to be wow. the fact that Leonard's tired. You know, three and four tired? days to do something. I don't know there, but, you know, Vegas, they, they couldn't close the deal against a good Vancouver team, Thatcher Demko, and then, you know, Dallas, their dramatic finishes we talked about Friday. Well, who do you like in that series? If the Islanders can advance to the Stanley Cup final, which team would you prefer to play? Uh, oh, I
2: just thinking ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is
2: really thinking ahead right yeah. now. Let, let's focus in on Islanders' yeah. cap Bay before we talk about the yeah. Western Conference. But to get to what you're saying right now, uh, with Dallas and Vegas right now, both teams are just absolutely filled with vets, star vets. That are, I see you pointing at your shirt. I see you pointing at your shirt, Mark. You know, so I – I, I, <laughs> I mean, look, listen, with everything going on in Dallas, you know, you guys signed Pavelski going in there. You guys have the, the line of Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan and, you
0: know – Pretty good line. Wait, right with the defense, they can be with worn the, down if they played against
3: them. Number four on defense, my friends. He plays both ways. He is your poor man's Nicholas Lick-
0: Lidstrom. The Islanders can wear down Dallas easier than they can wear down. Yeah, we're yeah. talking about yeah, Vegas, though. We're talking about, we're talking Vegas. about Vegas, Vegas. We're talking about Vegas. And, right and Vegas is just yeah. Vegas it's,
3: was it's, lucky to squeak by, lucky to squeak by a team they should have handled. A young team that was glad to just be there, and they let him back in. And I, now their now their goalie Billy. needs a rest. Wow, could you imagine like Brodora, Billy Smith saying, "I need a rest. I can't. I can't play every game in the Stanley Cup playoffs."
2: See now, this is where the luxury of having Mark Andre Fleury on the bench comes into play. Because if they had anybody else, and if they didn't have Robin Leonard, and they had to rely on uh, Malcolm Subban at the time, this we wouldn't be talking about this. No. But because of the fact that Robin Leonard. Had a great year with the Islanders last year. Had a great year with the Blackhawks prior to him getting traded over, and he found himself again. Then yes, I I personally like this move that Peter DeBoer is going in there and saying, you know what, Robin Leonard had himself a really great great series, somewhat, and now he's going up against uh, he's going up against the Stars. You know you gotta give you gotta give you guy that you that you had over here and Mark Andre Fleury a chance to. You know, show himself what he has, and B, he's still flower. He's still that guy that could go out there and still manage to steal some games. That that's and also too, yeah. you know, you look at the lines that Vegas has. they one through four. They remind me of the Islanders in that sense, where they could just roll out line, line, line with absolutely with. With what they have, you know, you could talk about the fourth line with Brian Reeves, who's going to miss out on Game One. You could talk about ha- adding the ex-captain of the Montreal Canadiens and Max Pacioretty in there, and you could also talk about the guys that went to the Stanley Cup Final in 2018 with guys like Riley Smith and uh, you know, Marsha Salt being there and William Carlson. So again, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that need to be said, but I I like the Vegas Golden Knights a lot. I want to hear what you guys say. Mark, on, on
3: the stars. You know, uh, I'm a big proponent. I'm old school. And I think, like, the the goalie is the guy. And, like, he's your guy. And you stick with him. And, and that's it. You know, Vegas has that luxury. You know, that they've got Flory. And there was a lot of bad blood. You know, the whole knife in the back thing with the from his agent. And he said, I don't know why he did that. Your, your agent doesn't do anything unless you authorize it because he works for you. You don't work hmm. for him. So I get that, but I just I, I guess I just have to get used to the fact that it's now a collaborative effort. Because I remember your Islanders couldn't get over the hump back in the late '70s when they had the <laughs> two goalie system between Chico Resch and Billy Smith. And once Billy stepped up and took the reins, that's when they rode the four cups and they were on their way to the fifth one, which didn't happen because I believe the Mike Boss, Bossy injury. That was what that's what did them in. And obviously the ascension of 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 the greatest team in the history of hockey ever, the Edmonton Oilers. But Still, I, I just feel like you need that one guy. It's what it's all about, and the backup is the backup. He's the guy who comes in to spell him, and I guess it's a two-goalie system now. It's a different day and age. Pitchers don't go complete been. games. Goalies, I guess, it don't either.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean, Dallas is right in their backup, Hudobin, because Bishop's unfit to play when Bishop came He's in. He's hurt. He, he can't play. Great, so he can't play. Dallas, you know, they're getting depth scoring everywhere. You said in. He's unbelievable. He, he's, I love that guy. He's 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 amazing, and he wears number four. What could be wrong with him? But 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 as <laughs> but as Will mentioned, you know, the Islanders brought in some depth to to help them win a cup. You know, you got Alex Martinez in there, uh, who's won two cups with Los Angeles on that back end. The, the emergence of Shade Theodore. It's going to be a fun series to watch. Puck drop is probably happening right now. We got a just, minute left. Uh, series to watch between two teams I think that also goes seven Vegas has like a cocky arrogance to them when they don't want to close out a series but I agree Islanders and Tampa gonna go seven um so it's just gonna be fun and the two goalies we'll see what happens after tonight if Flurry struggles we'll see Leonard next game I thought he should have had a chance but 100% but you know this is this is why we love hockey so much and you know we're just gonna wrap it up here with less than a minute to go this has been Last Word on Hockey, episode uh, Season 1, Episode 9. Will Chirucci, thank you so much for coming on. Thank we you. We appreciate it so much.
2: Well, one, one more thing before you guys go. Shout out to John Forslund for calling the Eastern Conference Finals up in Toronto. I know many Islander fans wanted to hear Brendan Burke call game, everything like that. But for the guy, he's a Carolina Hurricane guy. He probably, I don't know what's going on with this contract situation with Carolina. But the guy called a great game. He called a great series. And, you know... For, for every Islander fan out there, that uh, no John, listen, John has done a great job calling these games. I know when we had him on our on our podcast talking hockey and talking about you know his time. Uh, two things: number one, he was exp- he was in Rudy Gobert's room or whatever it was after after this whole situation with COVID, like during that time, and for him to go out you know, for him to be fine, have the time off, and to call this. And not only that, just a crazy set of circumstances here. The guy was the uh, former voice of the Springfield Indians, a minor league affiliate for the Islanders at the time. And, you know, guys like Bill Torrey and, and uh, Al Arbor gave him a start as a play-by-play man. He gets hired by Hartford, goes over, becomes the Carolina Hurricanes announcer, spends 20 years there, He's probably going to be the next voice of the uh, NHL when Doc retires, even though he's doing a tremendous job right now on uh, NBC. And, you know, just in general, it's just funny how everything comes into full circle here. And John mentioned the fact that he alluded to it when he, when he came on our show and talked about it with us, as far as the, you know, the, the fan base being passionate, he knows about it and he understands it. So as far as the Islander fan base goes, so. There's that. Just wanted to give John a shout out. The guy is a nice guy. If anybody uh, met or came into contact with John and, you know, he's done a f- tremendous job and whatever happens for him next, I know he's going to do good. And with uh, with that, he's going to call the Eastern conference finals on NBC. So it's going to be fun listening to him and yeah, him Eddie O and Brian Boucher. So, you know, it's gonna that's be a fun. good
1: trio right there. Love Eddie Eddie. Be-
2: yep. And, you know, having to listen to Keith and, uh, Brian Boucher, two two Flyers guys, it kinda had it, but it it, it was <laughs> yeah. you know, it was yeah, it was just, you know, it is what it what it is what it is there. But John did a great job calling the series downright. And for every Islanders fan on Twitter and on social media, ragging on the guy, listen, you know, we all love Brendan Burke. I understand that to the fullest degree. I love Brendan too. Brendan's a nice guy and he's great at what he does. But you know, when you get a guy like John Forslund doing Doing what he does and he calls the game and you could hear the time the timing equally on the broadcasts with, with John and how guys go out there and you know, explain their points. You know, what more can you want? You know, he's trying to do his job.
3: Instead so, of complaining, of the they should they should just yep. feel lucky that they didn't have uh, Sam Rosen and Joe Micheletti doing the game. Oh, my
0: God. <laughs> <laughs> oh please. Oh.
1: John's one of the best in the business. I've had a chance to meet him. He's such a nice guy. He's he a passion for the game. He did great work with Carolina. It's a shame what went down with there. But I'm glad he's calling Islanders games just to come full circle for everybody. Right. Um, you know, it's just, you know, Islanders are playing well. It's good for the, the New York area, especially when you have teams doing well. Like you said, hey, could, we, could they have more coverage? Sure. But I think this team thrives better when no one's talking about them because – that's the kind of team they are, the hard-working team. That's where their um, coach is. Hey, their coach, they got great coaches, great leadership there. Um, they have a good team. And, you know, they're doing something no one expected them to do. Last year, I didn't expect them to do anything oh, I because of the loss to Tavares. The, but then the more I thought about it, Scott Lachlan, uh, I, I was talking to on XM Radio, he was saying, you know, think about it. You get a coach, you got a GM and like, like that. They play structure. You know, they could start – you know, doing some things. And I took the same opinion about Columbus this year. Yeah, they lost all these superstars, but you still got torts. So, you know what? You play good defense, things are going to happen, and the Islanders are in a great position right now that no one thought they would, and they still got value um, if you're looking at them on the betting line somewhere because uh, they got a good team and they're fun to watch.
0: Hard playing uh, team has some offensive creativity with seeing it. I don't think anyone expected it.
3: I think before we go, we should go around the horn with predictions. Obviously, we know Will says Islanders in seven. So, Jimmy, you next. I'm Islanders in seven.
0: Coach? Islanders in seven. I'll give it to him. Right. <laughs> You're going to be the opposite, aren't you?
2: Camp He's going to be
1: opposite. Yeah, he is. I'm it's going to okay. camp
2: in six. We still love you for it. It's okay.
3: Trust me, you're gonna love me because when I make a prediction, it'll go. I'm like kiss of death. It goes the opposite way. Oh, okay. That's a
2: bad goal. <laughs> what happened? I don't
1: have a TV. Trust me, if
3: I say Tampa in six is gonna be the reverse. Okay. Uh,
1: Flurry, Flurry just gave him a goal from the slot on Klingberg. Dallas leads one nothing. Because he shouldn't uh, have been in there. That's why. Because he shouldn't have been in the net, but that's okay. <laughs> anyway. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show We're tonight. Still, it was we, great. Still gotta find,
2: we still got to find out what's going on with the with the other series, you know, with the predictions. So oh the, yeah, the, the that's
1: true. before we sign off. I got I like Vegas and six. Six. He's got stars and six. Okay, six. stars
2: and six. Jim got Vegas and seven. J- Jay, let's who give
1: do him. You got? Let's, let's do Vegas and
0: seven. Let's do another seven. You guys all going to gang up on me? Seriously?
2: uh I, i'm gonna have you, to be that was guy
0: yesterday <laughs> so i'm off a philly
2: shirt he got the jinx. he got the jinks going on i man. am the hex man <laughs> 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 uh i'm gonna just have for to the
0: record uh, just yeah. for the record because i was talking about hoschick i learned from billy smith how you whack in the crease and i'm more like the guy from slap Shot. personal trade me now trade me now That's yeah true. trade me <laughs> trade
3: me right fucking now i know <laughs> I got
2: gotcha. you. Way to go, Danny um, Lemieux! I'm gonna have to go Vegas in seven as well.
3: Wow, you guys right. ganged up on me on both series. I'm just um. You guys go to, go to the chalk, and I'm floating on my own here. I, I don't know.
1: I don't know if we went chalk in the first in well, the first. Well, you series. you went you yeah, went first. chalk
3: for this group because you're all predisposed yeah. to go <laughs> Islanders. That's why.
1: Hey, look, hey, don't, Islanders don't is my pick. Hey, no Islanders were my pick to go to the Stanley Cup final before this thing started. Somebody right. asked me about it. I said I'm going with Islanders. So was that on I, your bracket, though? I didn't do a bracket. I did it on a radio thing. Somebody oh, asked that's me to right. do a radio right. hit, so I just said Islanders. Why not?
3: But- that's right. So you did it verbal. Jay writes it on paper as if like he was Brian Trottier applying for a coaching job, and I actually did it in the brackets. <laughs> you know, I
1: did it. I did a bracket in 2015. I predicted everything right, and I was like, you know what? I'm not doing this again. So well, do it if you did it. If you did it, you predicted it all right. That's a million dollar win, man. Not at the time. Had a they mad radio T-shirt. It. They didn't. They didn't have a million dollars at the time. They, you just, I don't know what happened. You just got whatever a T-shirt. I don't know. They gave you but, a T-shirt
3: instead of a million dollars. Good luck.
1: <laughs> but this was fun talking Islanders. Giving Absolutely. credit where it was to do the Islanders. Great team. They're in an Eastern Conference Final. Begins tomorrow night, 8 p.m. And before we wrap it up, I want to ask Will: How does he feel about the fact that on 9/11, the game's on USA Network and not on NBCSN?
2: You know what? NASCAR takes a big precedent over what's going on, and I understand NASCAR is going to draw a lot of more ratings on NBCSN. I, Mark, I hear you 100, but that this is the truth right here. You got you know, a big market. It, it uh, you got New York first of all. Did NBC
3: take this contract with the NHL just to sabotage it, or did they actually want to grow it?
2: I Listen, I hear you 100%, but, you know, if you're really looking at it from the grand scheme of things, like I said earlier, you know, the Islanders still ha- are still on a college radio network, and they're trying to – best trying to get onto a national-funded national radio station like ESPN Radio. They're trying their best. But with everything going on, it's happened before in past playoffs – with the Islanders where they were on CNNBC, or, you know, they were on the USA network and I get it. It's the Eastern conference finals. I understand that. It's
3: not the opening round of the, or the qualifying round of the playoffs. This is, this is big time for this sport. If this was basketball, these games would be, they would be on regular NBC.
2: I understand that 100%. But again, if NASCAR. We got dancing with the
3: idiots or something instead. (laughs) Yeah.
2: If NASCAR <laughs> can literally go out there and draw more viewers than than the Islanders and, and the Lightning can, then that's the way how you got to go. That's the way how these markets think. It's all about – I know it's about demographics. Say, I get it. That's what it is, 100%. I, I get it from both sides, but ultimately at but, the end of the day – But it's about
3: the investment, bro. I mean, you're investing in growing the league's brand and also that. attaching yourself to it. I mean, I, you – I'm not I, a – I'm not an I don't company. want to get into the whole social justice thing, but that's an NBC thing, and they got the league to go along with that. So give the league something back too, and push them. Right. You got you, if the league's with you, then you got to be with the league. That's the way I look at it. Right. And, and they're not, and that, I think that's a shame. It, it, comes, it, it
1: comes down to dollars at the end of the day. Exactly. Whatever draws is going to bring the money in. But and investing. I understand where you're coming from too, and look, the contract's up in a year. So we'll find out what happens in a year with this contract because they are looking elsewhere to go with their TV deal. So if if NHL says, hey, you know what, you put our Eastern Conference Final game on USA Network, maybe we got to go someplace else where we can get more exposure. But, you know, I just wanted to get his thoughts on it because I, when I first saw the schedule, I was like, wait a minute, why is this on USA It's the Eastern Conference Final? But looking into it more, I understand both sides. You got to – if something can draw more – and it and it's the and it hockey doesn't that's fine, but again, it's USA, it's a Friday. It's we a, had USA Network for game seven against Dallas and Dallas Colorado. and the Lanch. I, I, I just that one I didn't understand either, but again, it comes At down four to four o'clock losers. nonetheless. And I'm not hey. in the room, but hey,
2: and the and the game and the game is on 9 11 of yeah. all of all the days, 9 11 that's right. just eerie within it within itself, you know, it's so, you know, what What can you do at that point?
1: Exactly. You know what? You'll, you'll still be able to watch it. People are going right. to still watch it in the, in the air, and they're going to watch the game. But, again, you know, I just want to get your thoughts on it. And as we wrap here, Will, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. It was great. Hey. I got a great. question before we let Will go.
3: Can we get you back in here every so often during this series for like maybe five minutes to throw your updates in or something? I'm with
2: it 100. I'm with it. I'm with because, it. Just also, let me know. Let me know a date and a time that you guys want to do it, and I'm with it 100. I mean, you've been
3: waiting 27 years. We might as well give you as much airplay as we can for this thing.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. I'm Good luck, it. man. That's all I gotta Absolutely. say. Good, Good luck. Will, thank
1: you again so much for coming in. It was a great. It was great time. This has been a. Uh, Last Word on Hockey, Season 1, Episode 9. We'll see you later. Take care. Good luck. Thank you, guys. I
2: appreciate it. Thank you. Take care. Take care. You too, guys. Be safe. Take care. You You too. Be safe.
3: Thank you for joining us tonight. We hope you had a good time, learned a little bit, and laughed a little bit.